Hello and welcome to the Scottish Fantasy Football Community Podcast. My name is Thomas. And I'm Harry. And this is our first episode that we're recording together this season. Yeah, hey, Thomas, it's so good to hear the sound of your voice. Yes, I can't wait to speak to you for however long we do. I'm so excited. Before we move on to the meat and bones of this podcast, Thomas, I'd like a wee life update. I last heard that you had moved into the basement at our parents' home. Is this the case? Uh, it's actually the roof. The roof? You're in the attic? Uh, I'm so, in the attic, okay. yeah. Sweet, lucky you, lucky you. Other than that, how's everything going? Everything's good. How are you? Everything's good. Yeah, not too bad. Um, not too I bad. actually, I actually heard you were having some immigration problems in. Don't know what you're talking about. Two, four, four, five weeks, two visa runs. I spent a grand total of sixty minutes in Laos sorting out my visa. It's been there, uh, ah, trying, but all settled now. I actually had my first day of teaching today, which is a Oh, a good laugh. But uh, less of that, more of Scottish fantasy football, Thomas. Yeah, because um, no, really ca- no one really cares about our lives. How, absolutely not. How are you getting on after four game weeks? I am doing okay, is is how yeah. I would just... I wouldn't say I'm happy with it. I wouldn't say I'm too upset. I am, what, tied 323rd, <clears throat> which ain't great, but... Could be worse yourself. You're three hundred and what? Sorry, three hundred and twenty third. Ah, oh, so we're pretty close then. Yep. I'm in eleventh. Yep. Yeah. So this season is going pretty swimming swimmingly for me so far. But what's even more surprising is is that I've made one transfer in total <laughs> in the first four. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, one transfer in the first four game weeks of the season, which was uh, I transferred Danda out and brought in Clarkson. Um, other than that, I've not touched my team. I've got two transfers in the bank, and I've bur- I burned one last week because I just thought, I mean, I, I possibly should have moved from Cholak to um, Kevin Fanfain, but I actually think now that thankfully after the sort of... Uh, upset and trouble that Morelos is causing for himself at Rangers. Trollac looks pretty nailed, at least for the next few games, so I'm quite happy to still be on him. Um, but it must be said that Kevin Van Veen is flying this season, so I guess we'll see how that pans out. But no, altogether, yeah, it's going very, very well, but I'm only four game weeks in. Or we're only four game weeks into the season, so I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Just a very solid start. Yep. Uh, and hopefully things continue in the same vein. Yep. I mean, what I will say is that I think like after game week one, I was like, one thousandth, I think, nearly consecutively, I've halved my um my total overall rank game week by game week. Pretty good going, um, Thomas. Would you do us a favor and run us through your team then? How are you lining up at the moment? So, for this week, uh, let me just oh, no, not not necessarily not necessarily how you're like lining up for game week five, but what's your squad of players at the moment? So, my goalkeeper. Is the fantastic yeah. Mark Berrigetti. Oh. Oh. Um, then I think I've got Tavernier, obviously. Juranovic, another pretty obvious one. Kelly. I, he wouldn't have been an obvious one coming into the season if he didn't know who he was, but he was very much talked about being out of position. Um, I've got Liam Scales again, who's been doing very well at Aberdeen. I've then got Natty Atkinson 
who has not been doing so well. I think he ju- he he came off injured or was just dropped for being kind of rubbish over the past few game weeks. Then I've got again another player who probably wasn't very well, well known before this season in Jonah Yunga, but he's a striker in midfield and he takes penalties. Then another midfielder is Vinny Bazawan, I think another player that everyone expected to kind of do very well this season, but I don't think he's got a single attacking involvement. Uh, I've then got, also got Jota, another very obvious one. Um, I've got my bench trick player. Uh, and then I transferred out Lawrence for Tillman. I don't, that probably wasn't the greatest idea, but is what it is. And then up front, I've got uh, Maeda, Yuan, and Shankland. Interesting. So that front three is interesting as well. Maeda, Shankland, Yuan. Is it paying off for you? Or are you... I think Yuan's had, what, three assists in his last four games? Well, he's doing pretty well. For reference, uh, Antonio Cholak's on 21 points and Yuan's on 18 Yep, and considering that Yuan is only four four million, yeah, he he was someone who I was banging on about at the start of the season. I think he was someone who was severely overlooked with regards to ownership. Four million. I know he's playing out wide now, but in a team where you're servicing Martin Boyle, I don't, like you saw at the weekend he got the assist for Martin Boyle's goal, and I I don't think. That's the he got the he got the assist for Martin Boyle at Tynecastle as well. So I think for four million for a player who's starring at Hibs, who's going to be either on the receiving end or feeding Martin Boyle, um, someone who was very much overlooked. And I, I still think before Martin Boyle, he was overlooked because he was playing as the striker when mm-hmm. he he wasn't being played out left. But yeah, I do I do like you. Uh, Again, I think Shanklin's a pretty obvious pick, starting striker for the third best team, and then Maeda because I was I was unsure whether to go for a one 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 with my Celtic assets or a two one zero. I went with a two one one, and I obviously couldn't afford Furuhashi or Jackamakis, and Maeda starts pretty much every game, so that was my thinking behind the front three. Hmm. I'm. Doubt is what comes to mind, but the reasoning behind Maeda, I get why you'd want a Celtic forward line asset, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll come up. If you were going to pick one, you would like bend yourself backward to go with Kyogo Furuhashi. Like he's going to be, if he plays all season, he's going to be the top scorer in the league. I reckon. I mean, what I will say is that uh, he's gotten what three assists in his last four games as well. Um, Yeah. And he's been unlucky not to score. I think he's, I think he's hit the crossbar once, and he's had a f- good few opportunities that he's just not tucked away. And so I think we will eventually see some goals from him, but just not yet. And I mean, Celtic do play Dundee United this weekend, who have been less than inspiring. So I might keep hold of him for this game, see how he does. But then he goes on to play Rangers the game week after, so that could be the the week where I sort of start to move around my old firm assets a bit just to try and free up the spaces for the players that I want. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense, I guess. Um, but anyway, I, I think team... that, that that transfer chat is for more more for later, I think. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, my team is pretty similar to yours, actually, which is interesting because 
Um, it goes to show that just a couple of differences in team can actually make for quite a significant difference in overall rank. So I have a different keeper to you. I've got uh, Roos in goals, who actually hadn't even been doing that well until this game week just there. Um, Tav, I've got like you. Juranovic, I've got like you. Scales, I've got like you. And then Kelly as well. And Kelly, I don't know if you noticed, but he got the clean sheet at the weekend, but only by nature of him being subbed off before uh, Livingston conceded. <laughs> yeah. Jamming. yeah, I know. I saw that and I was like, I remember watching the... like, I, I didn't watch the game live, but I remember having like the notifications up and I was like... Christ's sakes! Why? That's my that's my Kelly clean sheet wiped, and I was like scrolling down, and you know the like the timeline bit where it's yellow cards, goals, and substitutions, and I saw that he got subbed off before, and I was just like, filled with joy. I think is the word because ob- uh, that's yeah. obel that's obelai owners in the mud. Yeah, yeah, um, and then um, this is uh, yeah, my midfield is pretty somewhat similar to yours, so um. You had Lawrence and moved him on for Tillman. I've kept Lawrence. I've, you know, because of the time zone difference, like the times that the team sheets are released, it's like awkward for me to be at my phone. Um, it's usually like around dinner time or I'm out doing something. So I'm not necessarily like eyes peeled on Twitter. So I usually just kind of make my decision well in advance. Um, so Lawrence has stayed in as a result of that. Like when he was dropped, I didn't even know. Um, mm. And then he ended up returning that game. Yopta, yep. I've got Ayunga, I've got like you. I've then got Clarkson, um, which is similar, I guess, to Brazil and as he's an Aberdeen midfielder, but the different the key difference being is Clarkson scores a whole heap of points. Yep. Um he's that, that... actually uh I think what's that? It would help if it was listed by their name what position they were on the board, but I'm going to have to count them. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think he's eighth for points overall, um, but I didn't get his first haul. I was only there for his second, but at 1.7% ownership, he's really helped my rank. Then I've got Ewan Henderson, who's most likely on the chopping block for myself this week. I thought he was going to be a player that was really going to pop off for uh, as a fa- like a budget fantasy football player, saw him in so many drafts, but really hasn't returned or it hasn't come to fruition. Then up front, I've got Cholak, who's been you know solid enough, and I think we're going to see him. Um, you know, he's been pretty good. I think uh, he gets a bit of stick from uh, Rangers fans, but uh, as a fantasy football Scotland player, he's a striker that sort of comes alive in the box, and that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, um, like that. I think. That would be like eventually when it comes to the post Rangers game. I think I would transfer out Maeda for Cholak. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because they're similar in price points. And then I think actually, does it free up half a million in budget? Almost, yeah. Uh, Cholak is 5.7 million at the moment. Okay. But yeah. And then uh, I've, got, I've, I've got Shankland as well. And then uh, Bench Trick Striker as well as a non-playing goalkeeper. So a couple of similarities and a couple of like key differences, I think. Those being... Um... Oh, and I, I forgot to mention, sorry. So Tav, Juranovic, Scales, and Kelly the same. Karsha Vickers is the other defender I've got. Yep. Yep. I've got Lawrence, Yotta, Ayunga, Clarkson, Henderson, midfield. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so I'm very happy with how my team... I'm in a position, actually. I mean, I guess we'll go into this further when we discuss transfers, but I'm in a position now where I've decided I'm not going to change my team much because it's working. I'm just going to, like, 
uh, put out little fires as as and when they crop up. And right now, my only one touch wood is Henderson, who needs moved on. So I will be. I'm in the market for a three point four million pound midfielder or below. Yep. I mean, anyways. I think I've got two fires in my team. Those, I mean, again, like this could be something to talk about later, actually. Yeah. Right. Oh, then let's crack on with the game. So, what we're we saying, Hibs versus the Firecracker at Easter Road. Uh, uh, absolutely. Hibs versus Rangers. Yeah, let's go for that one. All righty then. So, um, how did you assess Rangers? I mean, I guess I'm more interested in discussing Rangers here for the time being because I own three of their assets. And yep. um, I'm less likely to bring in a whole load of Hibs players, but we will be discussing Hibs too. Um, what do you think of Rangers' performance, I guess, in this game and in the season, in the league thus far? I think they've been pretty underwhelming. I, I think they've been, they've deserved to win all of their matches, but I think if you were to talk about the old firm, they've almost always looked like the team most likely to drop points. Yeah, I would probably have to agree. Uh, Celtic have looked pretty invincible thus far. I would say in this fix, fi- fixture in particular, they they didn't... I, I think 2-2 is somewhat a fair reflection of the result, despite the expected goals being somewhat heavily in favour of Rangers, um, with that being 0.77 expected goals for Hibs to Rangers 1.57. Um, the game swung after the red cards. Um and uh, so the fact that Hibs got a late equaliser is not particularly surprising in that yep. regard. Um, I have a feeling it's uh, my guess, sorry, my best guess would be it's uh, they haven't had the preseason that other teams have because they've been playing European qualifiers and they've also been pretty big, game, big and difficult games because they're, you know, Champions League qualifiers, they played U- USG. I mean, what, what I think with U, especially with USG, they almost made it difficult for themselves by going down two 0 If they'd gone up, if they'd gone two 0 up and then taken home that lead, they could have easily rested half their team so that they would be in like better shape for this game. But they did make it kind of awkward. And then PSV, like it is a hard game, but again, they shot themselves in the foot with the corner defending. They, they Realistically, they should have won that game 2-0 had they known how to defend a corner. Um, this is what I'm saying. So their season started early and then they're playing difficult games in, games in Europe and then come back to the league. So yep. it's not that surprising that it's been a slight... I'm not, it's not overly shocking that Rangers have dropped points. And no. um, it's not, I didn't take that into my consideration when it came to picking my assets, but I'm glad I went with a Celtic defensive double up as opposed to a Rangers defensive double up. And yep. I think that's how it's going to stay for me at the moment. I mean, I think Chola and uh, Lawrence have been solid enough fantasy football assets so far, or like mm-hmm. pretty good considering their price, their relative, their respective price points. And then Tav is untouchable as a fantasy football asset. Yeah, I think I have captained him every single week, and he has returned every single week. Yeah. Um, so, I think was know, there I not don't... was it not last game week where they conceded, but then he got a penalty, so like it cancelled itself out. Yeah. So yeah. Almost justified exactly. captaining him. Um, what I will say with regards to the Rangers' defense is I think they are a lot more prone to a wobbly than the Celtic defense as well. Like potentially. I mean, you you look back to last season and their three all with uh, Ross County. Like uh, it was two defensive mistakes that cost them that win, pretty much. Um, 
in against PSV in the 2-2 game, it was sort of two defensive lapses which cost them both of their goals. But I do still think they're solid. I just, uh, yeah, I think they're a lot more prone to make an error in defence that leads to a goal than Celtic are. And like, and as a yeah. fantasy and as a fantasy football owner, that is very important because one goal is the difference between two points and like six or seven points for a defender. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and maybe say... and maybe maybe even more if like the attack hasn't been great, the defenders might get a a bonus point or two as well. So that goal changes the landscape of your defense. I would I would I would certainly say so. Rangers next fixtures go Ross County, Celtic, Aberdeen, Dundee United, and Hearts. So that's those are the next five. So you've got a game they should comfortably win. Ross County at home, very the most difficult game of the season when it comes to the league, which is an away fixture at Parkhead. Up the road to Aberdeen, where Rangers typically do. Uh, Aberdeen took points off them last season. Then Dundee United at home, and then Hearts away. Um, so they they do have. I a... actually see. Oh, sorry. Uh, would I not also be right in saying like whilst this is a tough run for them like it, they've got Celtic and Hearts in the space of four game weeks yeah whilst also navigating Champions League football so they've yes, got they, would... they play they play Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday for however long oh I I do view that Hearts fixture as a walkover, kind of in the same way that Celtic got a. But did you see that? We'll talk about it in a sec. But that Hearts lineup was something else, man. For the Celtic game, that was really hilarious. Yeah, that's very true. And I'm actually unsure what day they'll play their league games as a result of Hearts playing on a Thursday. It's got to be Sunday. But you could argue it needs to be Wednesday because Rangers on on Saturday because Rangers will be playing the next Wednesday. No, so, I think I think it's going to go like Sunday, like Sunday Wednesday, Sunday Wednesday because you can't reasonably expect to do like Thursday Saturday. That's very true. That's very true. But no, Rangers, my three assets, I'm going to hold probably even through the old firm game. I might just bench, you know, Cholak and Lawrence because I yep. see myself holding them for a while. Um. Okay, I don't. Is there anything else you'd like to cover with regards to Rangers? Um, I would say maybe, maybe, maybe what I'd say is I see them getting better. Like I, I understand that they have fixture congestion and stuff like that. They didn't have much of a preseason. The team they've had a, a couple of new signings. A fair, a couple of new signings uh, are joined them. Um, who who are playing regularly? Cholak and uh, Lawrence being the primary two, but Matondo's getting game time. Tailman's getting game time. At some point, the left back Yilmaz will be getting game time too. Players that didn't feature a whole load last season, like Sands, they've been starting. So I see them gelling at some point, but it's just Rangers that, are starting slow, and I imagine it. That's how I feel. Yep. Um. Yeah, I have to agree with you. What about Hibs then? So you're on Yuan and it seems to be working out for you quite nicely. And I, you know, at 4.1 mil, that's a, you know, pretty reasonable price as well. And Hibs have a really nice run of fixtures coming up. It's St. Mirren away, Kelly at home, Dundee United away, toiling Dundee United away, Aberdeen at home, Ross County away and Motherwell at home. I'm considering bringing him in. So it's, uh, yeah, St. Mirren, Kelly, United, Aberdeen, County, Motherwell. That is a very nice run of fixtures. I what I will say is I think Saint Mirren will be deceptively hard. Um, yeah. 
Dundee United had 80%, I think 70 or 80% of the possession this weekend. Hibs will play in a similar way where they want to control the ball. Um, and I think that suits St. Mirren down to the T. I think you, I don't know if you listened to Stephen Robinson's post-match interview and he said that part of the reason he feels that they didn't do well in the league, in the, in the Premier Sports Cup was because they didn't have the opportunity to play the game that they wanted. They are very good at sitting back and then quickly countering it. I think you'll have noticed that in their third goal that we'll come on to talk about, that this will counter the way that Hibs play very well. But apart from that, Kilmarnock, I see them beating. Dundee United, I also see them beating. Aberdeen's a tough fixture, but it's at home. Then Ross County away could be tough again. I think they're somewhat underperforming their statistics. And then Motherwell, who I might point out right now, are sat third on the table. I'm still going to overlook them. What, St. Mary? headed last season. Oh, Ross County or Motherwell. Motherwell. Motherwell, yeah. I, I'm unsure about how long they'll keep this one going. But anyway, we're talking about you... Hibs. I was going to say, how do you assess the way that Hibs... So I thought Hibs made a pretty good account of themselves against Rangers, but Hibs did that last season against the better teams and were poor against worse teams, from my recollection. Um, well, I say against the bigger teams, they always just played well against Rangers, it seems. Uh, and then they picked up... Um, uh, they picked up results. Did it? Yeah, they picked up results against Aberdeen and such like. Against like, the top six. Yeah, against the top six, they did okay, but against the bottom six, they were pretty poor. Yep. Um, um, this season, how what do you make of the like the way they're playing and how and 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 I guess the results as well, the performances. I think again, this is sim somewhat similar to Rangers. I think we're only going to see them getting better. I think they have been not great. Um. Yeah. I, I think it's worth noting that, like, whilst Rangers did have the higher XG, one of their shots is a penalty. So you like, I know yeah. you should take penalties out of it, but Rangers' non-penalty XG that game was what point eight. Like they like take the penalty away, and they have the same XG as Hibs. So they yeah. very much went toe to toe. And whilst they were down to to what nine men for thirty minutes. They still yeah. did make a good account of themselves. They also have uh, what's quite reassuring, like what quite was quite positive, I guess, about Hibernian so far this season is their defence. Um, they have, I mean, it's only it's a small sample size. They have the uh, third lowest number of expected goals conceded behind only Rangers and Celtic, and they've played Rangers already. Um, so I think that's something worth taking note of. What I will say, and I think. Um, this is kind of obvious. When I look at that run of fixtures for Hibs, what it, it makes me all of a sudden I feel this like what's the word? It's like with within me, knowing what this player can do in, in Scottish football and in fantasy football before he left. Um, it makes me feel like I need like I yearn for uh, I think that's the word, I yearn for a certain Martin Boyle. Yep. I I mean like the only problem with that is you're then gonna have to sacrifice the finances. Elsewhere. elsewhere so it, it's you you might need to then if that's the case forgo a player like jota to afford him 
because I, I don't think I can I don't think I can downgrade Shank, like say Shanklin for example and then upgrade uh one of my three million because I've got three like between three and a half and four million pound um midfielders I don't know if I can downgrade Shanklin far enough to be able to bring Boyle in I'm gonna have a look at it and if I can that's what I will do probably but um I mean what you yeah. could arguably do is move sideways from a player like Tillman. Uh, like Lawrence. Uh, yeah, Lawrence. I, I'm the one to tell me. You could move sideways from a player like Lawrence. I don't know if I want to do that because Lawrence, it's one of those things. It's like old firm bias. Like I just presume that because he's an old firm midfielder, he's likely to do better. I mean, let's see. St. Mary in a way. Maybe that's a transfer I can hold off until, until game week six when Hibs play Kilmarnock at home, then Dundee United away, Aberdeen at home. Yeah. That's something worth considering waiting till then. Yeah. yeah. But I, I I think you're right. It's gonna to have to be something like that. I'm, I'll have a mess around with it. Uh, but I don't see any like really viable options opening up. No. Like uh, a price tag at, at forward that's gonna allow me to free up the funds funds to, to get well saying that I do have a half a half a million spare, a half a million lying around. So maybe it's possible if I get cheap enough forward. Yeah, I mean that's very fair yeah, fair enough. Um, but again, so what we're saying, so Yuan looks like he's doing like he he could be something when it comes to fantasy football Scotland. Then you're happy to own own him, but for this you know block of six games, it's Boyle is the must own guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I do also think that Yuan's unlucky to not have scored yet. He's taken mm. plenty of shots in the box. I just think it's just maybe not quite working for him. Mm. So I wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if in this run of six games we saw a goal or two from him as well. Yeah, yeah. Hibs are on my mind at the moment, actually. I like the way that they're looking both going forward and defensively, and that is a, a very kind run of fixtures. Yep. Okay, moving on. Next fixture, Thomas. Yes, uh we head to Tanadice as um Robinson piles the misery. Onto Jack Ross. Yeah, this is not how I saw the season starting for the, the for the Tangerines. Like it looked to me, by it looked to everyone by all accounts that they were building like outside of you know outside outside of Celtic and Rangers. Like the, maybe arguably the, the the fourth, maybe even third best squad. Yeah. Like some of their signings this season. Like, I mean, if you look at that lineup, it's pretty unbelievable. Like in midfield, so across the front three, you've got. Uh, Middleton, Fletcher, sorry, front three of, of Watt, Fletcher and Middleton's, you know, pretty good by Scottish Premiership standards. But then a midfield of Jamie McGrath, Dylan Levitt, Ian Harks, with a, and then you've got a centre-back pairing of Mulgrew and Edwards. You're like, what can go wrong? Well, the answer apparently is absolutely everything. They've been... Well, well, okay, well, I'll say the answer that the thing that could go wrong is the goalkeeper. You think it's as simple as that? Uh, I think in... I mean, I know it's a while back, but I, and it doesn't really excuse their seven 0 loss. But I think he was culpable for two or three of the goals they conceded that game, like directly culpable. Um, they've got the. I mean, they do have the third worst XGA in the league, but yeah, and they've played some like teams. So they've Hearts is a difficult game, right? Game week three, they played Hearts. But around that, it's like St. Mirren, Livingston and Killy. 
and I don't, I didn't have them down as teams that could rack up the expected goals, like teams that created an, a, a whole load of chances. So for them to be like languishing down there when it comes to the expected stats, and when it comes to points on the board, yeah, concerning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do agree. And then, and then they play both old firm teams over the next four game weeks, as well as an inform Motherwell and then Hibs as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it just isn't looking good for Dundee United. I don't. I, I'm not interested in them fantasy football assets. Um, yeah, so that, I'm going to. I would maybe. I would just say. I mean, they're playing Celtic uh, this weekend. I would be targeting them with uh, armbands potentially. Yep, absolutely. At least the vice captaincy, I think. Yeah. Um, um, I think... You, want to, you, mean, you, you you're paying more attention to Saint Marin than I am. It sounds like. So talk to me a little bit about Saint, uh, Saint Marin. I think that it's sort of somewhat similar to the way. I mean, it's it's very Stephen Robinson side. They just are very good at hitting on the counter, and yeah. he also seems to be getting the best out of Curtis Main, which he managed to do at Motherwell. Um, yeah, you obviously watched the highlights and you saw their third goal. I think that's a, exactly how they want to play. Yeah. Um, Ayunga again is another player who was potentially not to return more than he did. I think he he was like eight yards out and had a header saved. Um, or, mm-hmm. or no, sorry, it was just wide from just outside the six yard box. So yeah, um, but yeah, they only had. Let me get the actual statistic up. They only had. I can't find the possession stats. Oh, where are the possession? I, they, I remember seeing it as something like they only had thirty percent possession. Really. Thing, uh, yeah, so I think St. Myrna looks to me at least that they're a very good attacking side. Ayunga, as well as a fantasy football asset, is just peak, like an out of position. So he's listed in the game as a midfielder, but actually plays as a striker. He's also on penalties, and at the start of the season, he was also like less than four mil. Um, he's a lock for me at the moment, like even if he's only getting 70 minutes a game, because I saw that Brophy and Greed both came on. Uh, he's still a lock for me, like he's playing well, he's returning. Um, yeah, happy with a young guy at the moment. Although I would say probably not. I thought Saint Marin looked very good against Dundee United. Dundee United are terrible, but let's give Saint Marin, you know, the respect they deserve. They are conceding a fair number of chances. Um, they have conceded five expected goal, five point two expected goals, and five goals over the first. Oh wait, no, sorry. They've they've. Uh, let me get that right there. Sorry, one sec. Um, I've got this. So, their XG uh, registered is fine. 5.2 over four games, five goals, and they're fifth. Right? But it's their expected goals conceded that has given me cause for concern. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure, let's get the stat up here, Harry. Come on. Yeah, so which, which, stats provi- which stats provider is it using for the XG? I'm using FotMob. It's fine. I've got it here. Okay. Um, it's FotMob. Um, yeah, they're second worst in the league. They've conceded five. And they have conceded expected goals of six point one, um. Mm-hmm. So they're overperforming already by a goal. So I I think that still certainly a team to target, but uh, not necessarily looking at Saint Marion for transfers. What are their fixtures looking like? Um, they Some, play somewhat kind. I've got no. it here actually. Here we go. So you've got Re- Motherwell at home. Uh, Aberdeen away, Ross County at home. No, Harry, you're, Harry, you're, 
you're talking about the wrong team. St. Mirren have... Oh, yep. Sorry, you're right. Hibs, St. Johnston, Hearts, Celtic, Livingston, Rangers. Absolutely not touching them with a barge pole. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to hold a younger and bench him as in when it's needed. Um, but yeah, certainly not targeting them for transfers. But again, I do wonder if um, maybe against a team like Hibs, who like to have possession of the ball, could do well. But again, teams like St. Johnston and Livingston, I do see them struggling. And then they play Hart Celtic and Rangers. And whilst they, they will be counter-attacking a lot in that game, I also just don't see them winning. When it comes to a younger, this is how I plan on using him. So it was going to be play, 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 bench against Celtic, play uh, against Livingston, bench against Rangers. Because I think, yeah, I think they, their style matches up against Hibs quite nicely because Hibs press high. Yep. Uh, and I think that'll suit them. St. Johnson, St. Johnson are trash. Hearts are playing in Europe that week and the week before. Like, it's the group stages. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them feel a somewhat weakened lineup or at least the lineup will be tired. So, yeah. I'm going to hold a younger bench as and when needed. Yep. And that's probably sensible because I, th- I still think he's very good value for money. Um, and, 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 and on the point about um, a younger, I was listening to the Misery Hunters. They were thinking that it looks like they're going to offload one of their strikers and they actually think the most likely one to leave would be Brophy. Yeah. Just because he's got injury problems and... Um, He's probably one of the squad's biggest earners, so that could free up a couple of wages. That as well. And then you've got Curtis Main is uh, Robinson's man, and then Grieve is showing a lot of potential and is a very young player. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm happy to move on, Thomas. Sure. Next fixture is? Motherwell 1, Livingston 0. A very nil-nil game. (laughs) Uh, if I was, if that yeah. again, I was listening to the the talk levy pod, and they said, had it not been for that penalty, the game had nil nil written all over it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Motherwell are doing that thing again this season where they're winning games at the start of the season, and it's bugging me because yeah. I have ignored Kevin Van Veen as an asset, or uh, I can, and I've continued to do to do so. Um. Yeah, very very talismanic. When it comes to the when it comes to the Motherwell lineup, I'm not looking too much further past Van Veen. Uh, no. But it is worth pointing out that they're doing pretty well. So Hibs were third for XGC. Motherwell were only 0.4 difference. They're fourth on 4.5 expected goals conceded. So they're doing they're doing actually not so bad in, on that front. Um, but I can't imagine that Kevin Van Veen's um. I say I say that Kevin Van Veen, I think he's second for expected goals. Yeah, oh, he's, really? he's second behind Boyan Mijowski. So he's second for expected goals with 2.4 and he's scored three, uh, but he has netted a penalty in that time. Um, yeah, Motherwell, I guess I, I put people off him. I encourage, not off him, off of Motherwell because they had a, whilst they had an easy run of fixtures, they were terrible for like half of the season. But then they did the best thing they possibly could have done and cite Neil Alexander. Yep. Um, my, my only problem with Kevin Van Veen is who do you start him ahead of? Like, who do you transfer out? 
thousand meter. I mean, for me, yes, but for someone like you who's got, I mean, well, you say those are made, I would probably take my, I would probably transfer to Cholak before I transfer to Van Veen. Yeah, I think when it comes to striker hierarchy, um, top is probably Kyogo Furuhashi, then it's Cholak, and then close third it's Shanklin Miofsky, and yep. then it's possibly then it's possibly Kevin Van Veen. Yep. Um. Yeah, you could make an argument for a, a budget um, Motherwell defender. Um, they do still have three kind fixtures to come in Kilmarnock, Dundee United, uh, sorry, Killy away, Dundee United at home, Ross County away. Uh, but then it goes Hearts, Celtic, Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen in the consequent fixtures. So that would be a shorter term transfer um, if, that's, uh, if you were so inclined. True, but I think... They've only kept, I mean, they've kept two clean sheets this season so far. And one of those games, they lost to St. Johnston. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you don't sound so hot on Motherwell either, so you don't think that this early season form is, is sustainable? Not really. Um, I, I think that... They're somewhat buoyed by the. I don't want to use the word new manager bounce because I don't believe in that. I think that it's just well, that's the, three words. First of all, first of all, that's three words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I think it's probably as a result of not having to play terrorist football under Alexander, and they're now playing something that's a bit more fun. I do think that eventually that could potentially like, that could wear off, and then. Yeah. You've got where we we. You've also got to remember we're also only four games into the season, and they've played neither of the old firm. Their hardest game was away at uh, Aberdeen, which don't get me wrong, they did well, but I think Aberdeen were having a bit of a mare that day, and then yeah, the the team they yeah they they've not played any of the top three teams. Yeah. But Thomas, they are one of the top three teams. Yes, I meant one of the top three teams from last season. And I think you fine well knew that's what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I feel the same way about you. But also cue me and you overlooking a player like Tony Watts of last season um, whilst he goes on to score like seven goals in 11 games or something. I feel that's what's going to happen with Kevin Van Veen, but... I'm fine fit to be honest. I think having Shankland in is better because he plays for Hearts and they're, they're obviously, I say obviously, yeah. I think they're most likely to finish third. And then you want to have an old firm striker there. And for me, I don't want to sacrifice the funds to try and upgrade Yuan to him. I think Yuan is good enough at 4 million. Yep, that's fair enough. Not too much else to say. Motherwell, cheap way. Like you can get into the defence pretty cheaply. Um, I yep. think they've got starting defenders around the two point four million mark. I know what's his name? Sondre. What's his name? Saul so, so, Johansson. Yeah, I think that's his name. <laughs> he was actually he was actually Donny's player for like 
uh, pick of the week or player of the week. I forget the name of his segment, but he's the player that he's outlined as, yeah, Sondre Solholm Johansson is the player he outlined. 1.3% ownership, 20 points scored this season and 2.5 million. Yeah, don't hate it as a pick at all. I think that mm. that could be bear fruit, but it's too short term for me at this point in the season. You're bringing him in for three games and then you're not going to play him for three games. So, yep, yeah, I, I not think for me. Another play, I mean, he's... He could be worth a punt in the fact just because of the way that he plays. He gets forward a lot is uh Ricky Lamy, but he's just not been returning yet. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, let's move on. Yep. Next fixture, Thomas. Uh Aberdeen travelled to Perth. Where they, they... Did. Hmm? they did. They did indeed. Where a Clarkson stunner was what separated the two sides. Yeah. How do you how do you uh, feel yeah. about that, Harry? Uh well I'm ecstatic because I own him, but um I get a feeling about Leighton Clark. I mean he's on loan from Liverpool, so obviously he's you know of sufficient quality to be playing in the Academy at Liverpool and then starting in Scottish Premiership. Um gives me uh James this has just come to me. It's given me serious, serious James Madison vibes. Yep. Like it's going to go to a, like a, a height much higher than Aberdeen. No disrespect. But that free kick was something else. And his other goal was a cracker as well. Like a player of real, real quality. Uh, and I'm just happy to be on him pretty early. Okay. My, my biggest problem is that his two goals have come from very low XG. Agreed. Positions and I, uh, and whilst I do think that he's got the technical ability that's probably better than ten teams in the league, it's uh, he's still somewhat susceptible to statistics. Sure. Uh, also, counter argument: Connor Ronan, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. That is also very true. That's very, very. That's very kind of true. what I see happening here. Like, sure, ex- expected goals get higher as you take shots closer to the goal, but shooting from range is a skill, and some players are much better at it than others. And I think Leighton Clarkson's a beast at it. He's monstrous. That's very, very um, true. and he's a very good player. Like, I feel like I don't think he's limited to that. I think he he's quite creative as well. Um, so, um, and at that price, it doesn't matter if he's not. His his expected data is not particularly high at his price point. It's like it's it's not it's not it's like unbelievable value. It is unbelievable value. Three point two million currently speaking. One point seven percent owned. It says he's injured. Doubts, but that was the case heading into this game week. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Fair enough. What do you? So I've got a. I've actually got an Aberdeen triple up, which is something I can't believe. Um, Roos and goals and scales as well. So both of them are climbing nicely in price. They kept the clean sheet against St. Johnson. Do you think a double up in defence is kind of overdoing it? Or should I stick with it for the time being? I think we've seen that they're still very defensively fallible. Um, they conceded, th- right, well, again, whilst Motherwell are high, uh, flying high, or hiring fly, as I was about to say. Um, 
Aberdeen have only kept one clean sheet this season. Yep. And I say it and you say it. It's defenders earn you clean sheet points plus goals, not defenders earn you goals plus clean sheet points. Yep, yep. I know, I, I know what you're getting at here. I feel... I am going to hold on to them both for now. Livingston at home next game week, Ross County away. Then they play Rangers in game week seven. So that's maybe the point where I'd move off Liam Scales and switch to another defender. Uh, having a look at the fixtures. Um, Ross County's fixtures actually swing quite nicely at that point. And they also are doing okay when it comes to the underlying data defensively. I think they're yeah about middle of the pack. Yeah, they're fifth actually. For XGC, um, so that could be where I'm headed, but yeah, I'm gonna stay on the double for now, uh, but it's not gonna be for much longer. I also and I also want a route to Miowski. Miowski looks dangerous this season. He's on penalties. He's already notched a hat trick, and um, he leads the league for expected goals with two point five. Yeah, fair enough. But then again, my question is, who do you transfer to? Who do you transfer? Who do you, sorry? Who do you transfer from? I have a feeling that Shanklin is going to drop off as a pick. Like if Hartsfield one or two up, then they're going to pull in their better players. Or I see them. Or I I could I could even see him being dropped completely for Boyce. That's true. That is something I'm very wary of. Is that they have six Europa or six Conference League games before the turn before before the World Cup. So as we were saying, I think pretty much from now till. Till the World Cup, it's going to go Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. Yeah, so that's something I'm wary of, and I could see myself moving to him. Yep, at some I, point. That, that that is also something that I've been thinking of. Okay, let's see. So St Johnston, can we just kind of skip them? They've been terrible already. Like I can't imagine being a St Johnston fan for the last eighteen months. Like finally, the COVID restrictions are done. Your team is just off the back of a cup double, like unprecedented. Essentially, I don't think we'll ever see that again. Uh, and they serve up this pish for the last 18 months. They're terrible. Yeah, I think I remember. I, I think um, Calm Davidson's a bit on uh, borrowed time. I'd say, so. I'd uh, say I, so. I remember reading a comment. I think it was from the St. George's analysis, and then anyway, they were talking about... Someone posted that they were talking about Calm Davidson, and... Um, he was talking about how at the start of the season he was kind of excited because Callum Davidson's almost wedded to this five at the back. I think yeah. and in the preseason it sounded like he was gonna start moving away from that and that's just not happened. Not happened. Yeah. And I think I think whilst he has a lot of credit in the bank for the cup double. It seems like the last season and a half has really started to use almost all of that up. Yeah, I'm not interested in any St. Johnson players. I'm quite happy to, to, to move on from this one. Just a good 1-0 win for Aberdeen. Um, and yeah, I think we've kind of covered the points with regards to Aberdeen. What are you doing about with Bizarre and transferring him out kind of soon? Or are you going to... Yeah, I've got... Yeah, he's a, he's a player that's for the chop. Just... Who who's Aberdeen have? They have Livingston, County Rangers, Hibs, Kamark United. Like those are the, those are what four nice fixtures for Aberdeen. I'd argue. Yeah. I just. I would still step side. To be honest, I would still step step sideways to Clarkson. 
again, I think his low XG just isn't is turning me off a bit. Fair enough. Next fixture. Next fixture. Um another another game that had nil nil written all over it. <laughs> Ross County one Kilmarnock nil. Oh, this was dire. They didn't even they had like four minutes of highlights total for yep. this game. No, I don't even think it was that much. Um Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty pish per game. Kilmarnock is toiling this season, so kinda of, kinda of glaze over them, not so interested in any of their assets at the moment. But I will I... say about what I will say about Kilmarnock is that they've played Dundee United pre collapse, which they lost one 0 They then went on and played played Rangers and Celtic, and then have just played Ross County there away there. Yeah, that's true. But Lafferty is kind of flopping as an asset. I, I was hoping he'd kind of like you know turn back turn back the years. You know, yeah, back two years specifically when he was a fantasy football Scotland gold, but we're yet to see that this season. And I look at that lineup and I can't see anyone I'm particularly interested in. No, so, I am interested in what's going on at Ross County. So, um, first of all, they've been pretty solid defensively, and they have quite a number of cheap options in Purrington uh, at left back. Um, and then you've got Baldwin and Iacovitti, who are not that cheap considering they are Ross County defenders, but nonetheless. Um, but then going forward, it's trying to figure out like they're still playing like they did last season, very uh, offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, players with a lot of individual talent and particularly, you know, speed. But it's picking out which ones are going to score, and there seems to be a lot of rotation there. So, uh, you know, despite the good performance in the win, I'm avoiding Ross County assets at the moment because none of them, none mm-hmm. of the ones you would own, are particularly reliable for 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 game time. Yep, I I think the the problem with this game, I, I managed to watch the whole game because I was there, but um, the, the problem with this game is that there were so many like contentious referee issues that like they showed them before oh, the wow. football, and it's whilst I get why they show them, it's like I'm on sports scene to watch football. It's called sports scene. I'm here to watch sports. If it, if it was called ref scene, I would watch it for the referee decisions. Yep, exactly. Um. But what I will say about Ross County is they threatened to create, like they were always one pass away and it was very obvious what they were trying to do. They were trying to slip it between the Kilmarnock centre-back and wing-back for one of the wingers to run onto and then cross it. But they were always just that one pass shy. Yeah. And then it eventually started to work. I, I think if any team deserved to win that game, it was Ross County, even when they went down to 10 men. Yeah, the expected goals, the expected goals doesn't reflect like a particularly strong attacking performance. But what you're saying is, is like they're not far off it. Like once they, once the attacking players start clicking and getting more game time together, you think we could see a return to the Ross County of last season? Yep, I, I think so. It was Jan Danda that was doing most of that, but he was always so so close to getting that pass perfectly right. It's just there'd be so many bodies in the in the way that it just wouldn't quite work. What I will say is Ross County play Rangers away this game week, so I'm yep. not interested. No. All right, then. <clears throat> Unless you have anything else you'd like to say about those teams, I'm happy to move on to the final fixture of the weekend. <clears throat> nah, nothing else. Celtic 2, Hearts B team, nil. Um, <laughs> the most surprising thing about this game 
the two most surprising things about this game were one, the fact that the score was only two 0 and uh, <clears throat> Hearts lineup question mark. The uh, the Hearts lineup was very much as a result of them playing in Europe, I think, which ended up not paying off. But <clears throat> yeah, Stewart made Stuart it a bit. A <clears throat> yeah, it's Hearts goalkeeper Stewart made a very good account of himself. Yeah, <clears throat> and they're going to have to rely on him, I guess, if we're going to keep dropping Gordon for for the midweek games. For I don't. The, I for don't. Weekend games, I don't get that dropping of your goalkeeper because it's not like they're physically exerting themselves all the time. But no, it was it was it was rather peculiar. Yeah. Um, but um, it does make me concerned as a as a Lawrence Shankland owner. He came off the bench on yeah. the sixty fifth minute. Is he? I guess. Yeah, I guess he is kind of a fire. Um, yeah, that's true. That is true. This could be the week I move to a new striker. Oh, yeah, maybe this is where I finally bring in Kevin Van Veen. But yeah, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, sorry. It's like he's my best bud. Lawrence Shankland. He's Big Lauro. Yeah. Larry. He's uh, <laughs> he's on a sugary pig for me, actually, now I think about it. You know, if you're picking a player outside of the old firm, it's because, you know, they're going to be guaranteed game time. And coming on in the 65th minute is not ideal. Yep. Um, Hearts play St. Johnson at home. I could see him being rested for that. It wouldn't surprise me so much. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that, sorry, they don't have European football this week. They have, it looks to me like a cup game. Premier Sports Cup, according to um, the one, the only, the legendary at Sutty Show's ticker. They should be playing in this Premier Sports Cup this week. Yep. Um, so maybe I, 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 I imagine... I guess this is. I think this is one of those things that we just have to watch how Hearts, uh, you know, tackle the fixture congestion because this is the first time we'll really see a team outside of Celtic and Rangers in fantasy football having to deal with this sort of like this number of games. Uh, yeah. But it's concerning considering like the first time that they're called upon to rotate players, the whole arse has fallen out of the squad essentially. Like the, I know they're dealing with a couple of injuries and stuff, but. They really didn't play it well for them. And then now they've got a couple of suspended players. Yeah, I was really hoping that they would use the fact that they've got some European money guaranteed to invest in some squad depth, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. They have brought in players. I mean, they've signed Forrest. I know he was on a free, but he'll be on a pretty decent contract as a result. Um, they signed Lauren Shankland for you know a seven-figure fee, if I'm not mistaken. No, six-figure fee, which is not which is no joke for a team like Hearts. Um, yep. yeah, I guess they did spend so much money. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So 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 it's worth pointing out that whilst you're correct that they don't have, or they play in the cup this week, their um. European fixtures go 8th of September, 15th of September, 6th of October, 13th of October, 27th of October, 3rd of November. So I, I think it goes Cup midweek, uh, League weekend, then Europe League, Europe League, Cup League, Europe League, Europe League. Yeah, very congested. Yep. Um, and again, it's only four game weeks in, but they are mid-table for expected goals, you know, less than Hibs and St. Moon, uh, and they are bottom for expected goals conceded. Um, 
So I only have one Hearts player that could quite quickly become zero, I think. Yeah. Um, Celtic, Celtic asset. I, I mean, I, I, I don't have too much else to say about Hearts at the moment. Anything yeah. you'd like to add? No, I think you're probably cor- just about correct with the rotation. I, that it, it really does limit Shanklin's ability to be a, 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 a sort of nailed down player. Like, he, he could, like, he very much could become a fire. I wouldn't be surprised if Hearts field a first team at the weekend and then a second we- second team at the in the cup. I wouldn't be surprised if for the foreseeable future, I see him getting a hundred minutes out of every one hundred and eighty minutes. Yep. I, well, the way I'm looking at it is, I I think they're going to put absolutely zero eggs in the cup basket. Oh yeah, none, none. Right, let's talk about Celtic assets because I think that's more uh, more pertinent. So, uh, you, uh, yourself, and myself, we're both. Uh, how do what what would you call this? Kyog, we're in the we're in camp Kyogno. Neither of us own Kyogno. Kyogno, huh? Kyogno, that's so bad. It's you, you, no, you need you need to you need to you need to stop saying the G. It's just Kyogno. Kyogno, yeah, we're both Kyogno. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling he is a player that when it's like I'm very happy with my team don't get me wrong of course I am, I'm 11th but whenever the gaming rolls around I just sort of like cross my fingers cross my toes and clench my arse and pray <laughs> that Kyogo Furuhashi doesn't run up a hat trick yeah yeah. I'm yeah, serious yeah. because that's gonna like if he if he scores three goals this weekend against the Tolling Dundee United my ranks burst uh, yeah. and get yeah. to him you know, I'm talking like I'm talking about getting to Boyle being difficult. I think I'm gonna most likely have to wild card if I want Kyogo Furuhashi. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the th- but the thing is, is you sacrifice so much quality elsewhere. I I don't think there's a world where you can have um, Kyogo Furuhashi, Jota, and Tavernier in the same team. I think you do, but you're just the rest of your team's dross. Pretty minimum. It's not dross. I mean, you could downgrade Karshavekis to Amoritz Jens. You get a million there. But you the thing with downgrade. Jens is he's he's not guaranteed starts. And I think because they, Celtic now have the option to rotate at centre-back, we'll see that last season they didn't have the option to move. Or that It was a lot less likely that he would move from Carl Starfelt or Ange would move from Carl Starfelt to Greg Taylor. I think Moritz Jens is significantly better than... Uh, sorry, did I say from um, Starfelt to Taylor? I meant from yeah. Starfelt to Welsh. He's okay. Jens, I think, is a significantly better player than yeah. Welsh, but I also think he's probably just about on a par with Carl Starfelt. Yeah, no, I would agree. I'm just... It was a player... It was, it was a decision I made. Like, do I bet against Kyogo? And the reason I bet against him was game time. So he has mm. been getting above 70 minutes every game so far. That ends soon. Maybe not this game week, but from game week six onwards, I don't see him starting in the league a whole load. Or if he does, his limit, his minutes are going to... Like if, if Celtic are 2-0 up at half time, he's getting hooked, I imagine. Yep. Um. Yep. So I'm going to ride this one out. Yeah, same. Um. Do you think that potentially opens up Georgia Jackamakis as a potential pick? He could, but Thomas, he's not much cheaper. He's like That's so Kyogo Furuhashi, 7.8 million. Um Mr. Mr. Jack Amakis, Cactus Jack, I think he's 7.3 or 7.4. Yep. 
Uh, he's rather rather dear. Let me have a look. I can't find him. But he is another player that's also just scoring goals. Yeah, 72 mil. 72, 7.2 mil. So you could end up going there. But um, I just think... Mm, yeah, so... So, so this season, Jack Marcus has played just over 90 minutes and has scored twice. Yeah, he could explode. He really could go nuts. But it's just they both like that's the issue though. They both could, and they both get a similar number of minutes. And no, 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 no. I, no, I, I think Yogo gets. I mean, when Europe does come rumbling around, I think we'll see a significant increase of in minutes for Jack Marcus. That's that's kind of what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, fair well. enough. I think just kind of got to play. Other than that, Yota is the obvious pick in midfield. Um, I've gone for Juranovic and Karsavikas in defence. Do you see that a lot, a Celtic double up? I mean, I don't blame you. I, I, as we said earlier, I, I think this Celtic's defence last season was not that great at the start just because of the high t- turnover. Like Celtic had just signed Karsavikas and Carl Starfelt. They had first yeah. had no sort of chemistry with each other. And then Carl Starfett was still very much adapting to the pace of Scottish football. Uh, he has since done that, and then Celtic have only gone and strengthened their defence by signing Moritz Jens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, they have Celtic have the lowest expected goals conceded this season, um, one point six across four games. So that's an average of zero point four. But they have played Aberdeen and a second team Hearts at home, and then Ross County and Kelly away. Um, yeah. I mean, seeing as we're kind of heading towards, looking towards game week five, we might as well, I guess, discuss, like we could be in discussion now about captaincy and vice captaincy. Do you have any armbands on Celtic players for that Dundee United fixture? Um, I've just, I think pretty much every game week I've had my captain and vice captain on Tav and Jot respectively, and I don't really see it changing. Me too. I'm now swithering though between Sholak and Yota for the vice captaincy. I mean, Dundee United, Celtic are playing a very poor Dundee yeah, United side. Yeah, but Rangers are at home to Ross County. Yeah. Ross County. It's really tight for me that one. That's very true. That's very very true. Captain Tav, right? End of discussion. Can just kind of move on. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only yeah. I mean, uh, well, actually, I mean, uh, if you've got Furuhashi, I also wouldn't bet against him. I just think a lot more people are likely to have to have. This is the, this is the, this is why my fear with Kyogo Furuhashi intensifies. Is not only do I not own him, he's the vice captain pick for everyone that owns him. Yep. So when he hurts me, he really hurts me. It's not by five points; it's by ten points. It's not by ten points; it's by twenty points. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's really something to think about, there. I guess. Well, it's yeah. I'm just gonna have to take that on the chin. What are your transfer plans? Uh, I am still very much undecided. Beast, the deadline's in less than twenty four hours, so you yeah. probably think about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think Atkinson and Bazaar. So I've got two free transfers, and Atkinson and Bazaar are my two biggest fires. Yeah. Yep. So. So I'll... they're on the way for you. Yep, I just need to figure out who for. Uh, I want to figure out if I can afford this move. So let me see. 
remove Shankland, if you'll let me, and remove Henderson, if you'll let me. And then, how much is a Mr. Eliyuan? Mm, four point something. Four point one. Four point one. And then Mr. Boyle, how much are you? Five point two. So that's four point one and five point two, right? Yeah, but that's nine point three. I have. Guess how much money I've got? Nine point four. Nine point three. Nice. Those might be my moves, to be fair. Like the run, like the Hibs look pretty good. Like Hibs look decent defensively and offensively. Boyle is talismanic. And he makes a player like Eliuan better as well. Like I wouldn't be interested in Eliuan, I don't think, if it wasn't for Boyle. But I'm considering doubling up on Dundee uh, on on uh, Hibs attack because they play like their fixture run is nice as well. Saint Mirren, Killy, Dundee United, Aberdeen, Ross County, Motherwell. Mm-hmm. If you if that was the start of the season, you'd have two Hibs players in your first draft. Like that's a really nice run. Yep. I would prefer to I would prefer to go defender and boil, but I don't think I can get the funds that way, and I'm happy yep. to take a punt yep. on a player like Yuan. Okay, I think I've I've figured out my transfer plans. I am putting out neither of my fires that I mentioned. Good, good fantasy football practice that is. <laughs> yep, and I am taking out Shankland for Cholak, and I'm taking out okay. Malik Tillman for Martin Boyle. Well, I like that actually. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to fight you so hard on that one. That's a pretty good move. I do still feel very uncomfortable having Bazawa in my team, but it might just have to do for the time being. And it might pay off for you. You don't know. Yep, I, I do. I do he's... think he's someone that's been underperforming with regards to his offensive numbers. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to round out now. No nope. fan question. No, oh, I thought you were about to say we we're going to say goodbye. But yes, we've got we've got one sole question this week. We have. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get any last week, so this is a call to arms, guys. If you're listening and you would like us to discuss something on the podcast, please, please, please do get your questions in. You can either tweet them to us at sffantasy.com or you can send them over to both myself or Thomas. So that's uh, oh, I've got to make sure I get this right way around. Is at Harry sffc or at Thomas sffc. This week's question comes from longtime listener, frequent questioner, at Yala underscore Leopard, who asks, would you take out one of Cholak, Shankland, or Miofsky to get Furuhashi? Um, Thomas? I think I've pretty much answered this with the fact that I've taken out Shankland by, and, or I am thinking very much of taking out Shankland to bring in Kolak, Cholak. But, would you, but if you had those three, let's say you went big three up top, would you remove any of them? Like if you could shuffle the funds around, would you take out any of those three for Furuhashi? Yes, but I also, in isolation, yes, I would. But I think we're going to, as we've mentioned before, we are going to see a drop off in minutes for Furuhashi. And yeah. I do see that as for a striker that you're paying, what was it, 7.8 million? Yeah. It does make it very tough when I think. I think the only player there that doesn't really get 60 minutes or above every week will be Shankland. I think Miofsky's nailed on to get 80 to 90 minutes every week. So yeah. I, 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 don't think you're, I don't think you should touch Miofsky. 
Cholak, I could see, could potentially maybe move out, but like we've heard about his issue, uh, we've heard about Morales' issues, and he he has got his three match ban for his red cards. Yeah. So I think Cholak is at least nailed for the next three games. Um, and then yeah. I think I think Cholak is only going to benefit from the fact that there's European football. If there wasn't, I think Morelos would still be able to sort of work his way back into the squad, just because yeah. of the fact that he is one of the. He, I think is it not he's their all-time European top goal scorer, so he can do it on uh, the big stage. Yeah. So so I think Cholak, especially for having, I think Cholak's cheaper than Shankland, and for an old firm striker, it's just a, why would you take him out? Yeah, so you keep Trolak and Miolski. If you are going to remove any of those three, Shanklin would be the one for Firahashi. My only question is, are you taking points hits? And, are you taking points hits? And, like, and, and, and for what me, is, I... Like, what, what, what is the effect that, like, who are you removing as well? Like, are you taking out a Juranovic who's playing well? Are you removing a Boyle to secure funds? Or, like, where is this money coming from, essentially, is, is what I'm asking. Yep. And then I also think it's potentially worth noting that... We've brought up Kevin Van Veen. He's guaranteed to get 90 minutes every single game week yeah. and he's cheaper than Furuhashi. And it means that you'll be able to spread that what he I think uh Van Veen's worth about five point five million. You'd be able to spread that two million about to upgrade someone like Bazao and to boil. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right well, I, I think we can call it again a call it a call it the podcast there, Thomas. Would you like to round us out? Sure. Right. Uh, yep. Thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been nice speaking to you, Harry. Um, it's been good to catch up. Been good to catch up. Yes. And then don't remember. Don't don't remember. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials. Main one at SF Fantasy Com, and then our individual accounts at Thomas SFFC and at Harry SSFC. Cheers for listening, and good luck.